0: You're listening to the podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: And we're live. This is the Human Condition. I'm Vince Orlando. So, I'm
0: Sean Davis.
1: And uh, you know, we're we're going to we're going to jump right into this, Sean. There's been a there's been a huge response which um I wasn't expecting it on our first episode. Um, you know, but but uh obviously there's an audience out there that um that is interested in the things that we we're attempting to unpack, and uh, and even still, an hour in, in these episodes is, is short um, lived for what it is we we need to discuss and feel is important. But um, it, it was no surprise I, I called you called you last week after this episode, and, and uh, you know the first thing that came to my mind was let's talk about addiction. You know we have some experience there. Let's talk. Let's unpack that concept, and then. Before I called you, I you know I, I pondered it for a few days, and I'm like, "Do we really want to go there just yet?" Because I I, I know, I even talked to my therapist about it. And I'm like, you know, I, I know the response, and I know that that's going to lead to conversation outside of the podcast, and it's going to continue. And this is what you do anyway, um, as a recovery coach. It's 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 a, a thing that you live. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I was a little bit nervous about it. Because, I know I didn't
0: think we was going to unpack it right away. I thought we would uh, get a couple episodes underneath our <laughs> belt before we. Uh, Went cutthroat, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all good, you right, know. Yeah.
1: But fuck it, right? Right. I mean, we're here for a reason and, uh, you know, let, let's let's get it out there. So I, I just wanted to start this by saying that um, first <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I got a little cold. For everyone listening, <clears throat> Sean and I, um, we don't consider ourselves authorities. Um, we're not walking in here with PhDs or, or a bunch of paperwork behind us saying that uh, you should listen to the words that we speak because – Uh, a degree or um, something other than that says that, that we're an authority and you should listen to us. We're having a conversation in in a public forum and it's really um, in in the same reason that we had the conversation on duality, it's to unpack the concept of addiction. Um, There's some things that, that uh, you, you know, there's a stigma with the word addiction and in that stigma, Using it sometimes can be seemed um, almost naughty you know what i mean there's a connotation that people don't want to they don't want to even talk about it or they have preconceived notions which kind of puts it into a box and, and it doesn't allow for uh for the concept um, of, of it to be unpacked so um, to me addiction is a concept it's a uh, it's a recognition of a pattern of behavior that that is um, that has negative consequences, right? right. Um, we can agree on that. Um, the problem with the word addiction is that it doesn't allow for um, for discussion on what it is. It's, it's, it's really defi- the best definition I ever heard for addiction was um, it's a compulsive um, behavior pattern that has negative consequences, one that you know you have,
0: one that you would like to quit, but one that you can't. Right.
1: A- and that made the most sense to me
0: so i come from the school of thought before i go any further all i want to say is i'm a person in long-term recovery been uh 12 in it since 2001 this is merely my perception and my experience from what i've taken in and the information i've gathered um last night a lot of uh our listeners uh came to me with uh the whole question of am I a spiritual being uh, having a human experience or am I a human being having a a, uh, spiritual experience? For me with the disease concept is that a lot of us have a genetic predisposition to the disease. It is rampant in our family tree. It may not necessarily – a lot of us have it when we're born. Uh, you, You feel a little different when you're younger. Um. And it only takes a little bit of something to activate the catalyst for the disease. Uh, I asked a question with one of my coworkers today was, if you weren't predisposed, if you didn't have the predisposition, if it wasn't in your family tree, could trauma kind of create this God-shaped hole that I have? Because that's usually what happens is I have this God-shaped hole, it's the left feelings of rejection, feelings of inadequacy, um, abuse, mental, physical, uh, you name it, trauma. And all of a sudden, when I'm 12 or 13, I find alcohol or drugs, and it's my solution to everything. It makes me one with the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: I do. I, I do. And um, and f- for me, taking that a step further outside of the realm of chemical— um, I recognize these, so the best um, the, you know, and, and this is Carl Jung and uh, Carl Jung, I don't believe he knew how spiritual he actually was, but um, he said real simply, addiction is it's a, uh, a addiction when it manifests in a person, it's there because that person has lost a part of themselves, and they're, and they're using any means necessary to get back to it, to feel some type of connection. Um, and that's that goes along perfectly with what you just described that whole so when we spoke about duality, we are inherently dualistic by our human nature, so just in birth we 've lost a part of ourselves right we 've lost the spiritual self the the higher self, and we spend our entire lifetime trying to get back to that that higher self right that that 's the journey but some of us don't know that. Um, some of us don't seek that information out. Um, we just live. So, you know, the the blessing of chemical addictions or compulsions that become visible to to outsiders, right, to family members um, in a way that has a severe negative consequences that force us to, to take a look at our actions. Um, that's a blessing because now you have to evaluate these things. But on a deeper level, um, I, I believe we all suffer from that lack of connection, that addiction. We all suffer, and it can manifest in binge watching Netflix and neglecting your family. Only you're not going to get called to the table on that because, because it's it's passable. You're paying your bills, you support the family. Um, to me, the 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 source, the core of that. Is not much different than heroin, only the consequences are much more severe. You can end your life. You're probably not going to die from binge watching Netflix,
0: but your wife might divorce you. You know what I mean? You know, um, it's interesting. There's there's a lot. There's This is a big thing. So my brain state. So w- once I'm in active addiction, my brain state is going to do what it do. What, what am I good at? I'm 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 an all-day, everyday alcoholic. I, I will drink all day, every day when I'm in active alcoholism. After a while, my brain will change. My brain state will change, and I become physically dependent. Um, and all I know is now I'm in survival mode, and I will, you know, drink till I'm broke. I'll go through couch cushions to just find enough to, like, get me through the morning because I don't want to DT you know my brain chemistry is going to be altered and you know it, it it is shown in my dna you know there is a gene you know um in our dna that that has been you know found which is the recessive gene you know also when we talk about trauma you know trauma will change your brain state
1: absolutely you,
0: you may not Physi- be physiologically yeah, yeah you may All not right. be genetically predisposed to alcoholism or addiction but you know i knew a guy out in colorado i heard a story one time and was sexually abused and raped you know by clergy in his church no whatsoever addiction or alcoholism in his family tree whatsoever became a huge alcoholic addict and basically it was to cover up that God-shaped hole that was created by the trauma,
1: I I can relate. Um, my big struggle has been with PTSD. Um, that that's the underlying struggle. And you know, honestly, I was in a uh, a group Saturday um, in our men's group at the the church, uh, Renaissance Unity, and um, and I, m- I made a few mentions of PTSD, and uh, one of the members, they're like, well. Isn't that a, a label? And of sorts, it is, but I don't, I don't, um, I don't carry that label. I don't label myself PTSD. Call it ABCD. All it is for, all it was for me, the thing and being diagnosed with PTSD, it helped me recognize a pattern um, that helped me get to the source of where that pattern derived from, and in that, that's where the growth happened. It's not. It didn't happen overnight um, in that discovery. But all it was was a recognition of a pattern. Um, when we talk about alcoholism, I believe that's the same. So, recognition of a pad- pattern. can is it a chemical? Can you be chemically dependent? Absolutely, as with any other chemical. I, 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 I know my entire life I've been chemically dependent on sugar. You know, what yeah, I mean, yeah, let's yeah. talk. If we want to talk yeah. about addiction, Caffeine, let's talk about that one.
0: You know, um, <clears throat> my thinking is my problem. Absolutely, you know, my well, thinking. It, it, it's it's a thinking disease you know and and I've got a spiritual malady, you know
1: <laughs> preach you, you know, know. And, yeah. and
0: and I've been disconnected somewhere, yeah, and you know um in all my years, you know in, in some of the literature and stuff, it says that we're beyond human aid, <laughs> you know um <clears throat> and that doesn't that's not for everyone, not everyone needs a spiritual solution, but You know, you're going to have to change. I have to change. I have to change my method of thinking. I have to be willing to change. I have to be willing to change every single thing about my life. When I brush my teeth, whatever I do, my routine, my, my whole habitual nature as a human being has to be switched when I'm trying to recover. I need to do everything different. I cannot stay in the same mode. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. You know, if I use the same fucking playbook that I've been using while I was an active addiction, that's all I'll know. See, and that's the thing is, um,
1: you know, and, and everyone likes to revert to the Einstein and I'm paraphrasing quote, can't, um, uh, what is insanity doing the same thing over and over and right. expecting a different solution. We do it as human beings, just it's, it's inherent in the human condition it, we, we look for the, uh, you know, we're, we're not out there looking for obstacles to overcome as that's not what our daily routine is until we get to a point to where we know that, 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 that is, uh, something that we need to do. Sorry about that. that. Um, but, uh, but we don't, we don't look for those obstacles to overcome. So we're constantly seeking the least path of resistance, right? Um, we we can justify pretty much anything as human beings, does it? Whether you're whether you have addictive personality or not, you can justify pretty much anything. Um, it, it it doesn't matter. So it it takes you grow two ways. You grow by choice or by trauma. Like you said, there comes a point where you say, you know what, this way isn't working. I have to try something else. Now, if we fit into a societal mode where we are paying the bills. We're a pretty good husband, pretty good father. Um, we're pretty good at stuff. We get pats on the back. everybody support it, But maybe we're a little bit lazy and we're completely disconnected from anything spiritual. And it doesn't have to be spiritual, but anything that has any deep connection to it, like your family. Um, maybe rather than uh, do projects with your kid at night, you, you choose to be- – I'll go back to the binge-watching Netflix. You know what I mean? There, there's a malady there. Um <sighs> And without the trauma to alter your thinking, something to rattle you enough to where you say, look, I gotta take a deep look at myself. Without that, you can live and it's not just you can, man. I, I mean I see it. You know, I, I see it in I see it in people all the time. They get to their deathbed and that's when the regret comes. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's so it's inherent in the human condition that we we settle. We we spend our entire lives settling, and thank God. You know, for, for me, and I'm sure because you're on the other side of things now, you can look at, you know, and as the Buddhists say, be grateful for your pain. You can look at the pain that you suffered and say, thank you. You know, I, I appreciate you opening my eyes because most people don't get that blessing. Um, you know, it, it, it's – it's a. Uh, unless you're raised that way you know unless you yeah. unless you're raised in, in in you know the mountains of tibet <laughs> or invaded culture right, you right. know what i mean unless yeah. unless you're just you're you're raised and, and and taught to connect with that which is higher than you whatever you might believe that is um you know but i always call the pop culture bubble of america
0: it's a disease you know <laughs> so I had to unravel my beliefs when I got into recovery. The God I brought into recovery was, um, a punishing God, a lot of guilt, shame, you know, um, guilt and shame will, will, will keep you stuck so long. It'll kill you, you know? And, and the thing that, you know, I want to mention right now is that this is beyond like epidemic that we got going on in this country. Um, the numbers are so skewed they're they're underreporting by a ton people they're not including suicide um which is rampant yeah rampant suicide yeah, all, all 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 the county morgues and everything are are being told to underreport to not let the severity of this epidemic be known cuz it's almost borderline genocide right now um they said last year it was 60,000 in the country numbers were upwards of close to more like hundred ninety thousand um and what uh overdose drug overdose and then they kept the suicide separate that's not including how many car accidents fatalities with people being high um you know that's outrageous and, and you know if you really want to get at it you know big Pharma started this bullshit Big Pharma brought this to our fucking dinner table. And, you know, right when the crack epidemic and the cocaine epidemic started to subside in 93, 94, you come out with pushing oxys and Vicodins, you know, to everyone and their grandmother and not even caring about how many prescriptions are being out there. You're flooding the streets. I think there was, what, two, uh, two doctors in, like, dearborn or something prescribed over like four million oh, yeah. vicodins yeah. and stuff. That's, you know, it's business. It is it, it's business. You gotta understand that the government wants your business. They want to keep you sick. They want you going to the doctor. They don't want you healthy and spiritually connected.
1: No, and 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 we realize that, right? You know, that's the powers that be are the powers that be. They've been that since day one from the time of burning books, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like restrain the information. So we know that. So, so what's the fix, you know what I mean? And because if, if uh, this, this drive to connection through instant gratification, which really that's all addiction is honestly, it's, you know, it, whether, cause I can jump from compulsion to pulsion, like clockwork, if I'm not careful, if I'm not monitoring my thoughts on a daily basis, I can get compulsive at the gym. I can get and I'll disconnect from people. I can get compulsive with work. I can get compulsive with alcohol. I can get compulsive. You put me if 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 what in whatever given moment where I'm having this emotional flashback, right? And I'm feeling completely disconnected and hopeless. I've never truly been suicidal, but I've had those dark thoughts, right? To where I felt empty for no reason. Right. And, but through PTSD therapy, I've I've been able to get to what I I learned how to unpack that. So when I'm feeling that. Whatever it is that allows me this this instant uh, moment of gratification, it might be the gym,
0: and that's a good you know. If you're gonna be addicted to something, do that, right? Right. So here's another thing. You know, I get sober, you know, and uh, I'm a little depressed, you know, and it comes I go, with the territory. Right, I go see a psychiatrist who's not an addict or an alcoholic, who you know takes some Seroquel take some trazodone here's some paxil here's some lithium and the true problem that i'm having is not depression <laughs> I, just, I am i there. am dying of untreated alcoholism i am still needing the spiritual experience required to pr- produce recovery that's sufficient enough to recover with but instead it's like here's another script and i see it all the time i see it i see it so much it, and the thing is, is they get you on these pills that are real hard to come off of. They're hard to come off of when it's time to come off. And then, you know, you go to your doctor and say, well, guess what? I, I like to get off my medication now. You know, I'm about, you know, three years clean. I'm four years clean. I like to get off. Well, why do you want to do that? It's
1: funny you mentioned that because on the way in, I was talking to a friend of mine. And, you know, we had a brief conversation, me and you had a brief conversation on it, but, uh, you know methadone is one of the the things okay you're off a of heroin or or um uh, whatever Oxycontin, whatever whatever it is um here, take the methadone and and then they get hooked on methadone my friend yeah uh, i've known him since college real good family right you know from 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 the surface i mean they're you'd say they they've done well um he's had a good life never a big partier in college um you know other than the ladies you know he had his addiction there but um but it's had it's going on fifteen, twenty years, and you know I'm not going to say his name, obviously, but um he was prescribed xanax when he first moved out to l a for his anxiety. can't get off him to save his life there there's uh, to my knowledge addiction isn't a, a running um, theme in his family's life. um he can't get off these benzos. And he's he's checked himself into psych wards. He's looked for help overseas. And now they got him on this stuff and I can't remember what he called it. I'd never heard of it, but it's sort of the methadone for alcoholism and uh, and for benzos. And uh, he's addicted. Can't get off. Can't get off. He goes into convulsions when he tries to stop. He can't do it himself. So he's going through – he's actually on medical leave right now where he's he's going through the process of trying to wean himself off this thing they prescribed him. And is that a conspiracy? Look, I I'm, I don't get into the conspiracy theories, but it doesn't seem it's, right. It's you know it's what I mean. It's
0: another making machine.
1: I mean, but it, money making machine. And get to the core you of know, it, right there, you know, the, the
0: the truth, truth. There is no external solution for my internal problem. Absolutely none. there never outside. will be. You know, I, I'm uh, you know, it, it 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 my internal condition when I'm in. Crisis mode, food, drugs, sex, it will never be enough. It will never be enough. The only thing that will ever heal that, whether it be a minute crisis or an hour crisis or a 10 day crisis, is some sort of spiritual solution, whatever that means to you. And, you know, the spiritual realm is huge and it's, and it's
1: highly individualized
0: yeah, right yeah. it's you know it, we both came up with our own right. you know we both had to come up with our own and to tell you the truth i mean unity helped me come up with my own concepts you know i merged i merged so many different rituals and forms of spirituality together to make what worked for me and my own recovery what speaks to me you right. know what, I mean? what speaks to me? What can I get to speak to me in the moment that
1: in the same way, in a similar way that the compulsion did, right. you know, and, and that takes and again, least path of resistance. Why not gravitate towards a thing that's instantaneous? It's forced because it's chemical. Um, you know, whatever chemical endorphins you get from other addictions that aren't truly chemical. Um, you know, in and, and Gabber Mate. I, I heard him. Are you familiar with Gabber? yeah a little bit yeah so he he uh he he was doing a, a podcast with russell brand and uh he said look and he's on the forefront of all addiction counseling and and he's and in my opinion and this is just my opinion he's got it right but he said look people are asking the wrong qu- question it's easy for us to sit down and point at the addict and uh the one who's got visible um visible uh, consequences being inflicted upon him through his addiction, be it the heroin addict, the alcoholic, the whatever. You can point out the, uh, the consequences that are associated with that and you can say, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. That's easy. We can do that. You know, when we're, when we're in addiction, we can, you know, once we step out, we can point out all the negative. He said the question that's not being asked enough is, well, what did it do for you? If you think about what it did for you and if you really go back and unpack that and, you know, when it – as when I got to PTSD as a source and, again, it's – all it is is a recognition of a pattern that was prevalent in me. I don't put any weight on the, the diagnosis or PTSD or alcoholism or addiction or – I don't put any weight on these words. But what they did was help me recognize a pattern in myself and help me revert to what I consider the most important science that we have access to is introspection, right? But – When I unpacked this stuff, I started looking at, well, what did I feel when I, when I, when I succumbed to these urges for that instant gratification, I had, what did it do? Well, that lack of connection that I had was gone temporarily. You know what I mean? So it connected me to something. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to concern myself with that, at least for that moment. You know, and then the next moment came. How the fuck do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? It's the perpetual cycle. But when I went back and asked the question, well, what did it do for me? Because it's not all bad, right? And and addiction isn't inherently bad if you get the message it's trying to give to you. You're not living right, man. You're you're spiritually off, and right, you got to adjust right.
0: something. So, with the disease concept, my consequences are my symptoms. You know, me crashing my car is a symptom of my disease. Right, right. Me stealing from my mom's purse is a symptom of Absolutely. my disease. Um, and and the the consequences that even go along with that behavior is, is still more more symptom. You know, and, and when is the pain great enough? When is my bottom great enough? You know, you don't have to hit rock bottom and be homeless and and, and everything out on the street to. You know, be ready for recovery. You know, you could be spiritually bankrupt. You know, everyone's bottom is different. Everyone can just say, "Look, it's it's time. It's enough. You know, it, uh, enough it's is enough." enough you know, but the thing is, you know, there's a ton of stuff that when I get into recovery, that you know, I got barriers. You know, I got a fear. I got a thousand forms of fear and self delusion that's going to cripple me. And try to prevent me from my recovery. And I need to rewire my brain and the way that I do things to see through the delusion that my disease is still, you know, in the brain. It's in the brain. It's telling me lies. And it wants me to believe these lies because my disease ultimately wants me dead.
1: Well, it's. I mean, I don't want to call the human condition a disease because I think it's a beautiful journey, right? But, but, the, but the separation from spirit um, and whatever you can say. Look, whatever you consider that to be, let it be nature, let it be God, yeah, yeah, let yeah, it be yeah. the, you know, wh- whatever you consider that to be. Higher self. You have to know. And, and I feel sorry for the people who don't think there's anything bigger than them on, on this planet. Look, man, it, it doesn't take much but looking at the stars or walking through nature or, you know, it, it doesn't have to be some man in the sky that's doing, you know what I mean? Nothing dogmatic.
0: You want to hear something funny? I, I was helping this uh, atheist one time get uh, get clean. Hell bent, no God. So I told him, "Then let's use random acts of kindness." Boom, change this fucking world, bro. <laughs> how,
1: how much bigger can life be than that? Like that—that's yeah. an example, though, of something that is instantaneously gratifying. Yeah, when you yeah. help somebody else, when you know, and having kids, man, I—I I didn't, you know, the thing that shook me to my core was the birth of my son. It was uh ketamine <laughs> yeah. and, and quantum physics, these three things combined, but I felt this unconditional love that I didn't know existed. I was disconnected from that. So to me, there was no God because I had been in dogmatic religious situations and this is bullshit. It's all bullshit. You're giving me rules and I, I see the power structure. Bullshit. Don't talk to me about that. So I'd separated completely. I didn't know what unconditional love was. Had my son and I had this feeling, I'm like, what the, f-? you know what I mean? So I had two options. I could have ran from it, And or I ran to it. I ran to it. And things got worse for me because I didn't know what to do with this. It was such a, a strange, a strange thing to just be selfless with this child, you know, to to know that it didn't matter what possibility could occur to put him in danger. But that that my life all of a sudden became. I had lived selfishly out in Hollywood, and it was all about me. I didn't know any other way: get money, get power, get women. Get that was my, you know, I, I, I didn't have another way. So it was all based on the exterior. What can I do in my external environment to boost my self worth? And then this, this little guy came, man, and, and all of a sudden it all revolved around him, and I didn't know what to do with that, but over time, you know, as i started to release my old self and, and come into who this new guy was, who who i my true self, i started to get that feeling of just doing for somebody else and it really it man my kids are my guardian angels cuz yeah. had it not been for being thrown into that and feeling that, i'd still be an asshole or dead or something, you know what i mean? but instant gratification in those small acts of kindness, you can't you can't put a price on that. you can, there's and anybody can do it. Any time of the day, make a post that's empowering. On you know what I mean. Anybody, anybody can do a random act of kindness any time of the day, every day. It'll nothing. change the world. It'll Ran- change the world. It'll change you. It'll
0: change you. I mean, honestly, if everyone committed random acts of kindness, I think it would change the world.
1: Just one? Oh, well, it would absolutely.
0: I mean, if all what what do we got nine, ten billion who knows <laughs> who I mean, knows I don't neither. know anymore uh, you know but a if couple you, million were probably just yeah, born last yeah, minute yeah you know if you pulled that one out man that and, and that's you know that's I think the kind of shift we need um to combat the the epidemic you know we're too busy you know trying to be unique addicts and alcoholics and and i'm and, and and I'm dividing you know it, there's so much judgment in this society when it comes to this and even addicts and alcoholics judge the shit out of each other, right. you know, and, and I'm not as bad as you and, you know, and we're, it's all about the division and, you know, I, I or, really. Or this
1: program's better than that. Yeah, Pro- yeah,
0: I really try to bring you some unity to the concept and say, look, you know, when we go to, what was it, Sunday church, there was a message on the wall it was up above and it was dr martin luther king's we all came in different ships but we're all in the same boat now yeah you know and i was like wow like that's a great message you know because we're all we're all here with the disease you know and we're all potentially dying a lot of us are seeking the recovery some of us have recovered we're all trying to teach what worked and the experience, and how to sh- make the shift spiritually, and just lifestyle-wise, so that we can no longer—it—it just—it—it it, it murders the whole family structure. It, it just—it it just, man, addiction and alcoholism just shatters everything. You know, I know so many kids that have died, and parents that are heartbroken brothers and sisters that are just devastated it just rocks the whole core of the family structure
1: and it does it does i mean i i you know i can't even imagine if uh you know if my kids grow up in in this i think i would be equipped to deal with it but i don't think any equipped meaning technically you know what i mean but emotionally emotionally you know what i mean and it does it really does there's growth. There, there's the possibility for growth there. The, the addiction that's, I don't, I don't know if I want to say it's more concerning. It's equally as concerning. Um, is the the addiction that you don't see that we've accepted as just well? That's just how it is. That's that's because once once I got through the uh, crisis part of my life, um, once I got through that, and I, I guess we're all in crisis in some form or fashion, some greater than others. But once once I got through that there was still something lacking man there there was something that uh there was something lacking and and now i have five daily practices and i know that and they they're all good for me they're all easy to do i know that if i if i'm neglecting those then something's off in my brain i don't always know what it is but in all honesty that's the kind of work you have to put in if you want to transcend the faulty program let's not even it 's we can say addiction, but I just got my my thing for it is faulty programming, you know yeah it 's faulty programming we 've been programmed, and it 's not our fault it 's our fault once we realize that we 've been programmed in a way that 's counterproductive to growth, and we don 't do anything about it. then it becomes you know okay well we 've got to take some responsibility now,
0: so when my ego chimes in I, I told my coworker this morning i I got to work and I sat down, and he 's like, dude what 's wrong?" And I was like, man, I woke up with my motherfucking ego chit-chatting in my ear. And I, he's like, he just starts laughing. And I was like, man, I don't know what happened. Like, he hadn't been around for, like, <laughs> about a good week. And, like, I woke up with him and, like, you know, and my ego – is always about separation and judging. judging, and like I'm judging the bad drivers. Oh, you cut me off! I need to look in, you know, like we talked about yeah. last episode. <laughs> like I need to see who's, who did that, you know. And it's all about you know that 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 division that that separating humans in, 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 in the the better than less than and that whole ego maniac shit and and I hate when and, and I always say that that's where my disease lives yeah my disease doesn't come to me now you know in the form of a bottle or anything it comes to me in my behavior what am, what spiritual practices did I not do this morning or how my how was my perception changed you know my anger what's wrong why am I spiritually not aligned? And it's usually because my ego is finding something wrong with you, mm-hmm. the way you look, because there's something going on with me. My spiritual alignment is off-center. And so when I'm off-center, my ego will be like, ooh, you off-center. Now the judgment begins. And I'll. some days it will roll with me all day long. A lot of times I can... Uh, usually pray my way out of it.
1: Yeah. You can always pray your way out of it if you take yeah. the time. I mean, yeah. so it, it. I used to laugh at my therapist when I was younger. Um, take a deep breath. Fuck am I going to take What's that going to do? I'm pissed off. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't going to... But it works, you it's know. The life force, yeah. Man. The breath you, is the life force. You, you slow that you slow that anger down for a minute. You take that deep breath, and and all of a sudden you start to see things differently. And and it's real interesting to to learn the physiology of, of uh, anger and and how oh, that yeah. can stress and and how that puts you into autopilot. And you know, it. it I was talking to uh, to someone the other day, and and um, I read a I read a book by Bruce Lipton, the, the biology of belief, um. And then he, I think I've read everything by him, but um, he's heavy into epigenetics, epigenetics, meaning we can transform our DNA. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely can. Yeah. It's been scientifically proven. But, um, you know, he, he talks about uh, and, and I may be misquoting the book somewhat, but just to put it in perspective. So our 95 percent and science has done all the studies on this and. But ninety-five percent of our external environment and everything that we do believe and say is controlled by our subconscious, by our amygdala. It's programmed. It's been right, there. Five percent, right. and, and they they did this study by neuron firing, um, neurons firing. Five percent. Of our, which is our conscious mind, the part that says, well, I, I would like to be better. Why, isn't, why aren't things going? You know the, the part that questions, the part that aspires to good, the part, that, the part of your brain that, that, um, that empathizes and sympathizes and doesn't divide, that part's about 5%. So they say 40,000 neurons per second fire in that 5% as opposed to roughly 40 million in the amygdala firing per second. Stress, anger will knock that 5% out of commission. It's gone. You can't. You can't even access that. And and you know they say from the third trimester to the uh, to the age of roughly three, that programming's put there. You you can't you can't do anything about that until you discover that it's faulty, right? And then right, you gotta, right. so so when you when you allow stress to take when you don't take that deep breath, stress comes out, anger comes out. You go into autopilot. You have no choice. Physi- physiologically, you're blocked from the part of your brain that knows better. And and they say that you drop a few IQ points when you when you are angry, they've done the tests on that too, but um, but it's, it's it's a killer man, you know it, it's a, it's a killer, and the only way out of that is to come to the real. So it, it takes the work, the practices you talk about. That's where you're training your subconscious brain to work in tandem with your your conscious mind. That takes work, work that. Not most people are willing to put in until they have a trauma that pushes them into a position to where they're forced to change or feel like they have to change.
0: So, yeah, man, where I work, emotional regulation is huge. Now, the, one of the clinical directors, you know, studied a lot of Eastern stuff. You know, he's he, Chinese martial arts for like a real long time. I'm talking like. 40 plus years and he always talks about brain state. I need to get out of back here. Mm. This is where monkey man. This is where my addiction lives. Yeah. Right? So, a lot of times what we do is teach people certain pressure points uh like like the vagus nerve uh it relaxes you. You know, instead of popping Ambien, you know, and melatonin all the time. Simply rub the pressure point on your hand and it'll take it down a notch. You do it for three or four minutes and it'll put you to sleep. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole spiel about pressure points and stuff, but there's a lot of different things that people are doing now instead of like popping pills. And these things are also getting me out of my brain state. I need to rewire this. I need to get out of this. And I've been working with like different meridian lines in in a different kind of few different forms of uh, Chinese martial arts and qigong and stuff. I need this to be rewired, you know. It's the only way. And there is so much stuff out there for everyone, you know. I mean, I need different connection because the reality. The, the the third dimensional, materialistic, money driven, nine to five the reality, human the human condition wears on me. Yeah, I'm not normal. I never was, and that was a part of my problem. Is that I was a full blown alcoholic, always trying to be normal, always wanting to fit in. I never had the right clothes. I never had the right job. You know. I always laughed at the wrong times. I was always trying to be someone that I wasn't. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in with the reality out there. I wanted to fit in with the dudes over at Fifth Avenue. But I never did. I never did. I come from the wrong side of the tracks. I come from a dysfunctional family. I am probably a little weird. I run my mouth. I talk some shit. And, you know, it's just... I'll never be that. I'll never be mainstream America,
1: it, it, which is the disease. Which is when the when I disease. talk about the pop culture disease. You know, <clears> I couldn't
0: <throat> see beyond
1: that man. For it, it took me so long to get out of high school after high school. You know, because yeah. the the greatest character, not greatest, but the best character I ever, and you know, and, and people that know me know I am an actor, and and you know, but the 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 character that stuck was Cool events because I wasn't cool. I, I didn't like to pick on people. I, I didn't want to get in fights. Moved into a neighborhood where that was expected. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't want to talk down to anybody. That always bothered me. I, I wasn't racist. I didn't want to hear that shit in my neighborhood. Like it bothered me, but I didn't say much because I was trying to fit into this pop culture aesthetic. You know that, and because cool I wanted, that, yeah, I wanted that instant like gratification. That. And you know, I didn't have. I, my dad was out of the house. My biological father wasn't much of a father figure. And then I rejected. You know, my who I consider my father now. I rejected him. Um, as a father figure, um, when he came in because he was really peaceful, still is to this day. And it just didn't register with me. I was in a rough neighborhood and I needed somebody that was going to tell me, go out and stab this fucking guy. You know what I mean? So, um, but I looked, so my drug, my drug of choice was pats on the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Acceptance. So so let, let me be the cool kid, but let me be cooler than everybody else. And it, and it, it this all or nothing thinking to where, it, it didn't matter. That party was life or death. That party had to happen because yeah. everybody's looking at me. And and this is where you know I talk. I'm always hashtagging non attachment. And for most, they you know a lot of people don't understand what that means. Well, I love my kids, and it's not that. It's that I was so attached to this idea of what I was supposed to be that I had formulated in my head based on things that I saw out there. That I couldn't get away from it. So the second I wasn't that, my fucking world crumbled. And now I have to find – and it was so painful. The mental anguish was so painful, damn near suicidal sometimes, that I had to find a way out. Whatever that way out was, I had to find – and it was never good. (laughs) The instant way out was never good. And I didn't know another way.
0: Think about all the things we did to be accepted by our peers (laughs) when we were younger and to fit in. That was probably a large part of my disease. I had the disease real young. It was your disease, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I knew that I had, I knew something was off around six or seven, but I was spiritual at six or seven. I already knew the spiritual world existed and it was great. And then trauma happened. Mm. And then, you know, I was like, okay, uh, this is a little whatever, you know, and then I went to new school. I didn't fit in at the new school I uh, come from single parent household single parent households really weren't that you know in at the time no, they i lived weren't. with they were not i lived with my father that was not in at the time. I lived on the wrong side of the street that was means like you're like poor white trash. what are you doing here at our school and uh you know, man, you know, it, it was uh, it was rough, you know, and I and I tried real hard to fit in, but I ended up isolating. So then I just really found alcohol. And you know what? I was one with the earth and it was my solution to my problems. I didn't need to fit in anymore. I had Nikolai. Right. No.
1: It, <laughs> and that's the thing. And wherever you find that, because isn't it just And if you think about it. The, the human condition, um because we're connected spiritually, all of us. there's no getting around it and and once you get through this life, you'll figure that out, right? whether you believe it now or not, we're all connected, always have been. but in the human conne- condition, we're disconnected. all we want is connection and the ways that we seek connection and it can you know it can be through nikolai, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. it, it, whatever that is, just so we can feel that. And, and and you know once once you get to this point to where you've gone through trauma and you, you've you've really done work on yourself, you're like it, it's painful to look back, and and say well why don't you just do it different we, but then I can say well I didn't you know what I mean but why it's not it's not as hard as we make it this life is it? but you know I I think about but you got to stay in present time awareness. And that's – you know, it's so hard because the the universe – not the universe, but this bubble that we live in puts so many demands on you. You're supposed to be married. You know, I don't know people that aren't addicts, but they can't get out – relationships I've been in, they can't get out of their own way. I'm supposed to be married because I'm not – I'm a failure. They wear all that. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be – I'm supposed to make this much money by this. I was talking to my buddy about what it is to be a man. But
0: those are society's rules. They're not my rules. Which
1: we've taken on.
0: I no longer – i I've scrapped all the rules. So have
1: I. Non-attachment.
0: Yeah. You it, know, it no longer – you know i no longer really give a shit what the rules are in society i do not care what because whatsoever. i tried to keep up with society and it only you know uh it, it sends my disease rampant well
1: and when you detach from society you realize how sick it is oh yeah you know what i mean to to you and, know i i won't impose these things on my kids
0: and i think that's like when i when i detach and the non-attachment i just that's when i start to see like the government and you know how the water's being polluted, how the air's being polluted, how there's chemicals in the food all to change my biological structure to try to keep me sick so that I can go to the doctor more and make sure everyone gets paid with my money um that is not living to me
1: it's not living and it's not what this is about but i won't judge it you know what I mean? Because I, I, so you know, I, people have their opinions on Donald Trump and on Hillary and and, they, and Obama and politics, and it's all sub sub level of consciousness, man. Same it's, bird, yeah. Flips, same bird. Flip side of the same coin. So two wings, same bird. Yeah, it, <laughs> and I, you really, in order to be free and healthy, you have to detach. But man, it's it's so much easier said than done. Because I. So I, I catch myself and I have to have a clear head. I, the reason I don't drink um, it's because I know that I'm susceptible to faulty thinking if I right, do.
0: Right.
1: And that can take me. So I, it's just it can't be in my system. You know, so I with a clear head, I can catch these feelings as they manifest because they come. They're they're a part of me and, and I can look at them in that moment and I can dismiss them. I can even laugh at them and say, oh, my God, what the fuck were you thinking? You know, <laughs> before I couldn't do that. I was too ingrained
0: in my own. How prison. long do you watch the news? I don't. I yeah. try not to. I mean, I try, it, it's, it's on in the morning yeah, yeah.
1: when I wake up because if I leave the TV on. But outside of that, it's I could hard, carry It's hard,
0: man. It's hard. And it's hard to escape. You know, I go to the gym in the morning. I'm like, you know what? I'll go crush, you know, hour and a half workout. And the thing is, is like they have it, 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 at the gym, it, it's Fox News. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and they have it rotated all the way around, and they got one TV in the corner that's on ESPN. And I'm like, what? what, What? what is this you know the the gym is great
1: for <laughs> podcasts that's where I, I know I that's know where I get my Russell Brand and yeah. my Joe Rogan you know what I mean I'll I'll zone out and meditate to that while I'm doing my
0: thing I mean thing. I got the headphones on and I'm still watching this stuff and they all have the captions like I get addicted to watching the captions on the TV and I'm like man like man it's just too early for this and like dude this just some something in me like it's like I want to say it doesn't matter But it matters.
1: It kind of does, you know, but it it, it looks, it matters in the way that you perceive it. So when I, when I, when I look at a a politician like Donald Trump, for example, I'm not getting into politics here, but when I look at, you know, I'll, I'll, it's real easy for me to point a finger and say, he's this or that, or or, or any politician, call them scumbags and they're shit and they're thieves and they're, but I try to look at it as um, what's the human condition that underlies what perpetuated that type of behavior in this human because it's really not about the human being it's about what we've allowed as a society this goes for our, yeah, yeah. To, to the methods in which we're being controlled right now we've allowed that so for me whenever i'm looking at that now because i used to be a finger pointer and i used to be right, real political right. and i used to blast things and did nothing absolutely yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. but um you know for me i look at well now i try to take responsibility so i see this happening. In the human condition, this is dysfunctional. What did I do to cause this? Where is my risk? Resp- did I not speak up at certain times? Yeah, absolutely, I didn't. You know, I, there's there's things I could have done, things I could have said. So now I try to bring it back in, in order to create a better me. Because really, that's all we can do for the universe at large is make ourselves better, make us a whole healed person, so that that can trickle down into the universe around us.
0: That's an interesting point. We've allowed this. We have. We've allowed this control mechanism mm-hmm. to continue.
1: Yeah. And, and, and people say, well, the only way to stop it is through violate. Like, that's why the, the greatest teachers were assassinated. Martin Luther yeah. King, Jesus Christ. You know, you look at, because that's the message. It's it, the only, you, the only and hate can't drive out hate. Only love can. You know what I mean? So, there's the message so when i when i take in something negative i'll feel that monkey mind brewing up and i and i'm a good speaker you know what oh, i mean yeah. so I, so i can unleash but it's not going to do anything i i might feel good in the moment because i want a stupid little argument on facebook or something but it does absolutely nothing so the way i combat that now i get a negative feeling i feel it i'm like let me post something that's empowering let me look for something that makes me feel good about life and and lets me know that the human condition actually in our in our search for connection there's beauty there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and my kids, man, I, I tell them all the time, like, you know, they they got their the odds stacked against them because they've had a much better upbringing than me. They're, you know, they're they're intelligent kids. They're they're good looking. They're, you know, there's gonna be problems, man. The world's gonna be pulling at you to do some funky shit. And I always tell them, like, don't be cool, because you know they're at that age now to where the cool stuff started. The worst thing you can possibly do is try to be cool. Fuck them. I don't say that. Right, but right. That, that, in my head, I'm like, D- do not do that. Be as awkward. Be be you. Do what you want to do. Love what you want to do. Self. True self. And, it, you know, they're, they're going to get 12, 13, and they're going to be like, to hell with you, dad. I don't care yeah. what you're saying. I want those jeans. I want that car. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to happen. Hopefully it doesn't. But I, I see it now, and I, I'm like, God, man, I, I waste. I didn't waste because I'm here now. So right. I didn't right. waste any time, and I wouldn't change anything but uh but it's not hard for me to see where the addictive nature came from it's yeah, yeah. inherent it's inherent we it, and i think everybody has to take a look at themselves and say you know it, it, we're addicted to pra- procrastination everybody's a procrastinator some people aren't you know what i mean but but truly we're addicted to our, our separate self our ego we don't want to let that go there's comfort there and when you know when you start to When when you start to kill off the part of your ego that's negative, there's ego death, like Eckhart totally talks about. And it's like any organ in the body, you know, your liver starts to suffer. It's going to pull from everywhere to try to stay alive.
0: So when I eliminate my ego, oneness will occur where I see that I am connected with every living thing on the planet. Because that's all there is, truly. I I am truly connected with every single human being, no matter what, and that I am connected – That there is a relationship between all living things and myself. And we are working all together. Because merely we are just one big ball of light. And so when I lose my ego, my culture, where I came from, who I am, my identity. And I am merely a spiritual being helping other human beings. That's all I really am. In one connected beam of light. (laughs)
1: And that's the truth. That's the truth. That, and anybody who's had a near-death experience or been able to transcend through meditation, you feel that. That's the science of introspection. You can't put it... You you can't... The scientific method doesn't apply because it's in here. But we share the experience when we speak about it because we know that it... You know, when you speak to somebody who you know has had that experience, you know it's real. You relate in a way that words can't do. Um, but I want to ask you, based on that... Because I know you know, through the program – and this is one of the problems I had with different programs, Alcoholics Anonymous with uh, Narcotics Anonymous. I had a problem with uh, – and I understand when you're in crisis, I understand the value of standing up and, and labeling what it is you suffer from, the ailment. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an, I'm an addict. When we speak of oneness, where in your program do you let go of the label that you had to put on yourself? So that you can transcend beyond that where, where where does that happen or because Russell Brand is somebody that I follow, but he would still say I'm an addict, you know, and,
0: and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm just you know asking. it's funny I teach a couple different groups, and uh sometimes I, I'll always do it different I'll always I'll switch it up honestly, I'm a person in long-term recovery I can strip I can strip that away. And I can, I'm just a child of God. I'm just a child of the universe. Which is the truth. Right. You know, if I have to label myself, you know, I'm a person in long-term recovery. You know, I came into AA. I did not get it right away. I failed miserably. My first sponsor allowed that to happen. And I am so grateful for that because he wanted me to learn on my own. You know, when are you going to do some work? What do you mean? I'm doing the work, man. I'm going to meetings. Man, you ain't doing jack shit, (laughs) man. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then, you know, there's my my, my tether comes off and I'm at the bar and he comes walking in and he's like, oh, it's funny seeing you here, you know? And I was like, of all the places, (laughs) of all the places you had to be here tonight, you know? He's like, you know? (laughs) It's just funny how my God works. You know, it's very funny. But, you know, I just, the thing is, a friend of mine once said, like, you don't ever stop seeking God, do you? Like, you seek God, you seek your spiritual kingdom every second of every day, every breath you're taking, you're constantly seeking. And I said, yeah, you...
1: I think I've stopped seeking. I just see it now. My ego will interfere from time to time, but I, I just see it. And every little nuance I and that's like I said, the ego will creep in and block that. But when the, the ego subsided, it's it's there. The connection's prevalent. You can't you can't
0: escape it. It's always there. Right. But your pop culture, third dimensional right, reality right. gets in my that, way a little yeah, that, bit, you that, know. That so fighting. I'm always weaving, right? You know, yeah. am I truly in the kingdom? I am, and yeah. I can see the kingdom, you know, and and I am one with the kingdom. But you know, I still have to maneuver around those that are not. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, awakened. We'll right. call it awakened.
1: For for all intents and purposes, yeah. but you know, I, there was a point where where I knew the shift, you know, over to the to the more positive side for me had started to occur. I really understood when Christ said, "I'm in this world, but I'm not of it." Yeah, yeah, it made yeah. absolute sense, and that was yeah. scary because it's like, oh, well, if that makes sense, where do I go now? Like, what what else am I gonna? What other worldly things am I going to leave behind me now? I was scared because my whole identity was built upon my ability to get things, to control things, you know, perceivingly, control things, amass money, amass, you know, it was all based on that. What am I if those things don't matter anymore, but I truly understood and I do to this day and hopefully I can make my kids understand, hopefully other people understand, but we are going back to duality. We're in this world. We're not of this world. You know, and and uh, and addiction is the inherent condition in the the subconscious realization that that is the truth. That's that's truly, truly what addiction is. Are we? I think we. Are we getting cut off? Are we? Got some minutes? You want to close out with anything? Ooh, closing and, out. Let me. Uh, I just want to apologize to everybody who tuned in the Facebook Live before. Sean closes yeah. out and um we, we'll we'll get it
0: up later. Not our fault. Facebook uh had a little issues itself. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um just know um for all our listeners and um for anyone that this uh podcast might come across there is help. And there is abundant help out there for whatever may be your God-shaped hole. Whatever you have filled your God-shaped hole or your void inside, whether it be sex, food, drugs, alcohol, whatever may be keeping you from your highest self, there are plenty of methods and ways to treat that. The only thing is you can't let it go untreated. You don't want to look back at your life and say, I wasted the time that I was here on the planet when I should have been doing this, you know, living your best life, you know, keeping the family unit together, increasing your love capacity, increasing the ability to love more and showing others how to love more, I think is truly the greatest gift that recovery gave me you know and uh and for that uh you know I'm truly grateful to all those that um have shown me the way on this journey and instilled you know and showed me how to get my self-respect back and showed me how to what integrity means you know how to pay bills and like how to live a life um that I'm proud of today
1: nice man <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll close mine up by saying, um, you're not your thoughts. Um, you're absolutely not your thoughts. You're not even, not even your actions. You're so much bigger than that. Um, the, 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 it's really our, our attachment to our thought processes. Um, our attachment to our subconscious programming, our ego, um, we can spend a whole other episode on unpacking what the concept of ego is and the different definitions. But you're not that. And it's our belief in that we are that that drives us into compulsory behaviors. It is the fuel that fires addiction. Um, from a Buddhist perspective, you, you know, you, it's suffering. Um, suffering is a choice. And, and the root of suffering is attachment um, hopefully some of the things we said in this episode can help you detach from some of those faulty lines of thinking and um you know we'll, we'll definitely be back yes, we on, on this this concept with different guests and and we'll uh we'll unpack this further but um thank you everybody who uh decided to tune in and who will listen thank you very much